Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number nine of Cleared for Takeoff. I am your host, Gavin Rice, and I want to share what I've learned in aviation both on the job, off the job, and what I've encountered everywhere in between. I'm really excited about this episode. As evident from the title, I have my first guest on the show. My friend Kellen is joining me, or as I, sh I should rather say, I'm joining him because we are recording uh, this in his living room right now. So Kellen, thanks so much for, for joining me tonight, man. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be the first guest. I, oh, yeah. I feel special. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and thanks for letting me crash at your place, too. Oh, so, of course. Um, an interesting story. I, the, the trip that I was on right now, I'd picked this trip up thinking it was a Boston-based trip, which I'm Boston-based. Uh, and then I saw the little P indicator before it, meaning it's a Pittsburgh trip. And so it was a, an oh crap moment where I realized, oh no, uh, the trip's going to end in Pittsburgh late at night. But uh, luckily, Kellen lives here. We're good friends. And so here I am. <laughs> uh, and, and one of the things about Pittsburgh is, is since it's one of our maintenance bases, most of those trips start early and finish late, which oh, is just yes. inconvenient if you're trying to commute, right? Yep. So, <clears throat> or if you live here and you just want to sleep. Right. <laughs> right. There's that too. So, I mean, for the purposes of this trip, I'm, I'm essentially a commuter. So uh, this evening, yeah, I came in after 10 p.m. So there, there were no more flights back to Boston at that hour. So, But luckily, I, I reached out to Kellen and, and here we are. And, and he was more than welcome to host me. He even got me, uh, what are these cookies called? Uh, crumble cookies. Crumble this cookies. This is my first time having them too. They're really They're delicious. Good. We're having these, uh, I don't know, sugar cookies with this maple frosting and bacon bits on it. It's, it's delicious. So I'm, I'm now fat and happy. So, but anyway, Kellen, thanks again, man. Um, so where and how we met. So we, when you first get into airline training, Kellen and I have a, a very similar background. We went to college, we did the whole flight program. Uh, and when you're transitioning, going from you know, flying a small general aviation piston aircraft, you now, as of, I think it was after 2009 when they did that 1500 flight hour rule. Yeah, I think so. They, yeah, they introduced the, the CTP course. So the ATP-CTP course, which it stands for Airline Transport Pilot Certified Training Program. Something like that. Some, something like that, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and, and long story short, it's, it's kind of just like a transition course, right? Um, yep. And I think for, for some people who may be already flew some corporate jets, Lear jets or something, it's, you know, they're not going to learn much, right? And we then had, if... We had a couple of those guys in our class, too. Yeah, and so I'm sure it was really boring for them. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, you might have some people who uh, just did flight training, and so it, it's really informative. And then you and me, we're, we're kind of in between, right? Because we took some classes in college where right. we, we kind of already knew a lot of this stuff, uh, especially regarding, what, like, high-altitude high aerodynamics yep. or jet transport systems and, yep. and things like that so, so we're generally familiar yeah so it to i think we degree. learned a few things here and there oh yeah absolutely um, but it was it was pretty much new so uh but anyway i remember <laughs> i had i had arrived i think i was one of the latest ones in our class to arrive everyone was already there uh it, this was in dallas yep and the next morning um i, I remember well checking in the night before the the person at the desk said that you know we got various van times or something and i just i didn't want to be late um, so I made sure to, you know, catch the early van ride to go the next morning. And so there was a few people, what, like seven of us down the lobby? Yeah, I think so. I think I was in that same group. I was like, I don't want to be late. I can't right. screw this up already. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not even day one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I, I come into the lobby. There's, there's, I don't know, seven people or so. And they're all these younger looking guys. And I was like, you know, I think these are probably pilots going to the CTP course. And sure enough, I was eavesdropping and hearing about flying stuff. And so... We were all just kind of small talking, and then 
uh, I, I guess we got into the conversation of, of SIM partners because for the CTP course, uh, you, you end up with a SIM partner for the, the latter half of the course. And I remember looking at, at the sheet or, or at my phone that, that had the sheet on it for, for the SIM partners, the pairings. And I was like, yeah, one of you guys, a, a, a Keelan? Is there a Keelan here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And you obviously corrected me. It's oh, Kellen. Yeah. What did you tell me? Like, it's like Helen with a K? Yep, Helen with a K. That's yeah. what I tell everybody. Yeah. It's, it's easy to remember. <laughs> there you go. So I'll never forget that. But, you know, sorry I butchered that. How, how bad in terms, like, was that the worst butcher? No. no. Not, what if some not people even thought? close. What if some people thought? I would get Kalen, Kalan, <laughs> Keelan. I got Kalia at Starbucks once. Kalia? Yes. Wow. I don't know how, but. You were born in Hawaii. <laughs> I guess so. I guess, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, I'll man. take it. That's awesome. So we, we showed up to CTP. Uh, like an hour early, right? Yep. But they had this break room where we could get a lot of coffee and stuff. Coffee, food, all kinds out. of stuff. It was great. Yeah. And in <clears> terms <throat> of the course, it was it was a week long, I think, or five it days, was, six days? It was a week long, I think. It was, what was it, four days of ground school or three or four days of ground school and then three days of sim? So about a week long. I yeah, think. about a week yeah. long. So that the first few days was all classroom <clears> stuff. <throat> I think it was, it was like eight hours a day almost. Yeah, right? it, was it was long. It was, it was long. very long. Um, and I will never forget the instructor. Well, I'm forgetting his name. What was his name again? Sigmund. Sigmund. Oh, that's right. Sigmund. But this guy was the most animated guy ever. He was, um, he was a Boeing guy. And, and for, for those of you in aviation and maybe not even in aviation, uh, there's this saying where people say, if it's not Boeing, I'm not going. He was totally along with that oh, crowd. Yeah. He was all about it. Um, I think, was he at Southwest or something? No, he, he was American. He was American. Yeah. And then he retired. So he was retired. Uh, but now he was an instructor for the CTP course. Um, and he, <laughs> he would always say he, he was so proud of flying the 737. Yes. The Boeing, and he called, what do you call it? Like the manly man. man. The man and he would, he, he would go he like. He would flex. He'd be like, yeah, manly man. The manly man. Yeah, he would turn sideways in the class and he'd flex the manly man aircraft. And then he would make some references about the Airbus. He's he like, called the French piece of yeah, junk. Yeah, he's like, I don't know about the French piece of junk, which was funny I the first it was time. Funny. It was funny. But I then, it was funny the whole time. It was funny the whole time. He did say it a lot, though. I, I stopped laughing when one of uh, our classmates said he was going to punch whoever it was in the throat. <laughs> and once he went to another airline, I told him, hey, that was me, by the way. Now that I'm safe, I can say it. You got oh, a good man. laugh out of that one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but he was he was an absolute character. What a cool guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, really fun. Uh, and like I said, what, it was like three or four days of, of classroom yeah, time with him. About. And we talked about all kinds of stuff, like high-altitude aerodynamics <clears> and systems and all kinds of stuff like, like i said before it was it wasn't too much of new turf for us right? right it was pretty pretty much refreshing that which we learned already it, it was a lot of war stories too yep yep yeah that's true yeah a lot <laughs> yeah. um and then after that that classroom time we then had the simulator sessions and i know some people this this ctp court the, the i think it was called the atp flight school actually yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> they had a whole bunch of aircraft, the, the simulators. So they had you know, different Airbuses, uh, or maybe they only had the A320s. But they had uh, Boeing 777s. They had 7.3s, 737s. CRJs. They had the CRJs. 145s. Yep, they had Embraer 145s. And they had the Embraer 175s, yep. which Kellen and I fly now. 
Um, but we were, and, and some people would get jumped <clears throat> around, like you'd fly, because they had the, the FTDs, right. the flight training device, so it's like a... So we did that first, it's right. like, not the full motion, right. but it's like the whole mock-up, and right. it's, it's got essentially the, the same thing, it just doesn't move. Yeah, exactly. And then it's we a lot got, cheaper. It is a lot cheaper. <clears throat> and then we got to do, I mean, it was blocked as like eight hours, but we yeah. didn't quite do all that time. No, um, we did. I, it, they, they, it was <clears> like four hours each day, each lesson was two hours i think and then yeah i think two of ours were like back to back one day then back to back the next day at like 1 a.m or some crazy hour like that Yeah, didn't we have like 10 p.m to 2 a.m yep. and then yep. out of everyone in our class we were the only ones to get that late late night yep. i think i seem to remember so but we lucked out during uh initial at the airline that is true sure. we got good sim schedules yep. that's right yeah that is really so. true so but it and, and we had some really cool instructors <clears throat> one guy was at spirit um yeah, I can't remember the other and guy. And then the other guys, I think, were American, I think. Okay, yeah. They were really fun. Oh, it was, yeah. It was really cool. And, Cal, do you want to talk about the... But towards the end, we had this competition. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> this was, again, one or so in the morning. Um, we were in the full motion simulator for the Airbus, the 320. And uh, our instructor is like, all right, it's about time to do uh, some crosswind landings. We could either do... The standard 15 knots that we give everybody, or if you guys want, we can max it out. We looked at each other. There's no question. <laughs> max it out. No, 15 <laughs> knots. If I get five knots, you can barely handle that. But um, anyway, so we did um, the whole maximum amount. What was it, like 40 knots or something it was like, like 38 that? 38 38? Yeah, it was a lot. <clears throat> it was a, a lot. Direct cross. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um, Gavin, you went first. Yep. Do you want to tell them how your landing was? You know, was I on the pavement? Yes. Yes. Did I maybe suck up some of the runway edge lights? Also, yes. Was it smooth? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Did I stay on the pavement? Hang on. Let's let's <laughs> let's let's put a pin in that real quick. Um, so <laughs> he lands. Gavin lands, and uh, it was not pretty by any means. This would be, you know, if this was a real flight, passengers would be like, "What the hell are you doing up there?" You know, <laughs> we'd keep the door shut until everyone's off the airplane. Um, <clears throat> so I look at him. I said, "Okay, here's what we'll do." Because there's this right across the parking lot from our hotel. There's this really good restaurant, Aspen Creek grill or whatever it was mm -hmm. really good food good steakhouse yeah and um they had a bar and everything like that too so we'd go there every night basically yeah um so i look at gavin and i say okay if my landing's better you owe me a beer if yours ends up being better i owe you one <laughs> so now it's my turn and i'm coming in everything's all good landing cool touchdown i'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything very nice touchdown. Smooth. Pretty pretty good. I um, thought at that moment I was losing yeah, that. Me bet. too. I thought, I, oh great, I'm gonna get well, another Colin's beer. Getting a beer. Yep. Um and those of you in flight training in any regard will I'm sure have heard this. Don't stop flying the airplane. <laughs> My God, do I wish I took that advice. <laughs> So here we are. I'm think, feeling great after that landing. Then all of a sudden, we go flying off the left side of the runway. I'm standing on the rudder, hitting them. Oh, no, 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 no. And we end up in the grass. Oh, man. So I say to Gavin, I'm like, all right, what kind of beer you want? I think I took the extra tall blue moon, I think. Yep. Extra tall. Extra tall. Insult to injury. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. I, I remember on my landing, I was like, oh, man, I think I'm losing the yeah. beer on this one, but nope. Nope, nope. <laughs> and then and I remember um, Evan was there, too. Oh, right. He and was, he was and, and the, the beer, I or, no, 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 at the bar later. Oh, at the bar. Okay. When, yeah, when, yeah. We, when we settled up, because yep. we did. I, I pay my bills. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't, I was taken, I was owning up to that. <laughs> but anyway, I get this, this uh, more craft beer. And the uh, waitress, she's like, oh, sorry, that only comes in a short. Evan goes, yeah, so does he. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Evan was not shy to make a joke no. at anything. <laughs> I just met the guy. <laughs> we were roasted. Like, the one thing about our class in general, when it came, like, right away, because we were mixed in with another regional class. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I think probably half, at least half <clears throat> of our It was our half original, and half. Yeah. Um, and so or, we, we met more people once we got to initial training, but there was still a lot of people oh. that we got to meet. No, we. It was probably like eighty percent of us were in that yeah, same was. class. Actually, I thought you meant right. the split between the two. Oh airlines. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no, you're right. I think it was most of us. 80, most of us were That's there. That's right. Yeah, and so um, we. I mean, day one, uh, our class president, as we call him, Vincent. I'm a <laughs> Vincent. If you listen to this, I'm going to get you on this podcast, by the way, and I'm going to interview you. He's oh my god, Vincent is a crack up. He is a character, yes, funny he is. guy. Oh man, we all love him and. Uh, and he started a group chat right away. So, yep. and we're still very active in that group yes. chat. You know, this is pushing a year and maybe a half. Maybe a little later. bit too much sometimes. <laughs> maybe sometimes too much. But a year, almost a year and a half later, we're still all staying in touch. Oh, you yeah. know, there's a couple people in the class who we don't really hear from much, but for the most part, there's a good core of us that are always in touch. And I mean, look, this is what my second time here visiting you in, in yeah, Pittsburgh. Here, I've at least I've, I've seen a bunch of other people too. So it's it's and, awesome. Uh, as much of a hard time as I give Vincent about everything about his existence i will i gotta say i give him so much credit for actually being the one to take the initiative and i i there's no way i could have done that yeah um yeah. so absolutely he was definitely the, the spearhead of that oh yeah so then for uh yeah for the rest of that ctp course we had the, the simulators we, we finished that landing competition and then uh and then we got locked in the sim too oh my gosh remember and and the two other guys in our class brandon and trevor they happened to be sitting in on our sim just for fun or no, no we were sitting in oh, on we theirs because we went that's, right after them that's right we were sitting in on theirs because we were gonna wait for a while and we were like well we yeah. might as well just right. you know observe and learn yeah, some and stuff. see what's going on and the sim you know these full motion simulators if you've ever seen a, a picture or a video you know they're, they're these big boxes that are like leaning all around they're essentially on these giant hydraulic lifts essentially uh and, and they're getting tilted all around and then at one point we're just we're stuck at a very high tilt like yeah like it was at a weird angle it like was maybe like, a 30 degree angle it was like off. a 35 30 ish degree bank but yeah. the pitch was like at least 10 degrees 10 to 15 yep. and we were just there of course i was like on like the low end of that like <laughs> right because we had we had these observer seats in the back was, and we're all just like stuck in there and we were like, almost gonna have to go out the escape yeah hatch. yeah and go down the ladder or the yeah. rope. Or I think the, it was. Yeah, the rope. Yeah. Because oh, the, <laughs> the thing sits up like, I don't know, 10 feet high. At least. And it's, it's at least one and a half stories off the ground, yeah, I think. It's high. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I mean, they, they briefed us in the initial part that, yeah, right. if we have some kind of emergency, we need to hop out. And it's like, you know, you'd never think that would right. happen. We almost did. But then, <laughs> I don't know, he made some phone calls and then someone came and reset it and all was fine. But that was fun. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, was, that was the time. That was great. And again, that was, that was more just team building kind yeah of, it was just we were, fun we were hanging Stuff out we with, with brandon and trevor and, uh, and, and just chatting and, and just having a good time around. exactly so see what you guys did you broke the sim, <laughs> you broke the sim. <laughs> i may have went off the runway at least i didn't break the sim <laughs> 
And one really cool thing about this course is regardless of the, the regional airline that you'd end up with, um, they always, they pay for this training. It's like right. $5,000. It's expensive. For a week-long course. Expensive. And I mean, you think about it, these simulators, especially the full motion ones are probably upwards of a thousand dollars an hour to operate. At least. So it, it, it makes <clears throat> sense, but like, holy smokes, it's, it's yeah. expensive. So. You know, if you're looking to go to the airlines and you're doing a flight school, I know some flight schools have the CTP program for you. Just keep in mind that you, you can do it and the airline will pay for it too. So but Also, another thing I really enjoyed about those sim sessions at CTP was regardless of how you did, it doesn't get counted against you. Right. Like I said, if I would have went off the runway like that in training at the airline, that would not have been good. No. I would have... No. You know, I wouldn't have failed out of training, but yeah. it would it would be you know redo something. Yeah, it'd redo. <laughs> it would be a um, yeah a redo, a debrief, whatever. Yep. Um, whereas at CTP, went off the side of the runway. We all just laughed about we it. Laughed like, about oh. Exactly. This is fun. And and then again too, that was again what forty knot crosswind. Yeah. So, I think in, in in the actual airline training, I don't think we did more than fifteen no, or something. Yeah. No, so, so it was a little bit easier. Exactly. <laughs> oh, good um, times but, though. But you enjoyed the stuff when you go through it. You know, you right. got it. Right, and you the, the only that. thing that really counted was at the end of CTP, by taking the whole course, you get a certificate or certificate of completion, and then you can take the, the dreaded FAA written test, which, yeah. like all of the flight ratings you go for, there's always a written test. Uh, and so, luckily, there's this software, Shepard Air, that we used, and as long as you follow the training program and all that, you can do pretty well. Yep. I remember I somehow pulled out a hundred out of my butt. I, I, I aced oh, it. Oh, easy. This is a yeah. so this is a family program <laughs> yeah. here. Be careful. Jeez. Um, so I, I, I do remember I was able to get a hundred, which was pretty. That surprised myself, but it, it was just because of their study program. It's right. really cool because you you have like twelve hundred <laughs> questions in this bank that oh, it's and insane. That's all memory aid. That yeah, you know, it's all it's it's a great great idea yep i do remember one of the instructors telling me he's like you know study well for the test and once you're done just dump the information you don't need to learn it and they're right i mean it's it's one of these things where the the written tests are are required right. but it's kind of a thing it, of the past it doesn't correlate with what you actually no. learn in the in yeah. the training itself which yeah. is annoying it's yeah. frustrating. It's just something you got to do. It's it's just they're a little bit in but, the past with right. it. You know, it's it's kind of like jet training in the 90s. Yeah. It's kind of that era of technology uh, in terms of a lot of the questions they would give you were for interpreting performance charts. Of like a and, 727 or a DC-9 or something yeah. like that. And today that in the digital age. In, you know, 30 years. Right. And today in the digital age, it's it's such a different world we live right. in. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's cool to understand where we came from, but... I feel like the whole written test thing is a little bit in the past, and hopefully they, they update that. So, uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath for that. I won't either. <laughs> anyway, but uh, we all passed the, yep. the written test. It was all good, and then and then we shipped off to. Uh, I think we well, had no, we, we had a week right, off for Thanksgiving. Right, right. that was right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, so we then we got, got a week to off. Enjoy yeah. a nice holiday yep. with our families, and then uh, out to uh, the uh, mothership. Mothership. Yep, off to India. So. Uh, that whole initial training was, I think, Indoc was what, a couple weeks? Indoc was two weeks, I two think. Weeks. And then, did they send us home right away for Ethos? I can't remember. Yeah, so it was two weeks. Well, it was Indoc and the other. So Indoc was like the one week thing, and then there was like. It was like a two part thing. Uh, it yeah. was like a two part kind right. of deal. You right. know, you took the one right. test after Indoc, then, you know, you go through the other thing, which 
basically the same thing. Right, right. Let's it's be just honest. kind of extension. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but and, and then then they sent us home to do the ethos, the the system study independently. Right, because um, like day one or day two, they already gave us our iPads, all right. our equipment, and each airline's a little bit different. But a lot of airlines do send you home for your systems training, particularly because at this time there was was a hangover from COVID from COVID and they realized, Oh, you know what? That's actually worked pretty well. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I'd rather be, you didn't like it. I was not a fan. I just, I, I have a lot harder time actually studying and learning stuff on my own versus in a group of people being able to bounce ideas. Oh "Oh, yeah. It makes sense. All right. That's a good point. Which actually leads me into the next point about, you know, when it comes to airline training, it was really good that we all got along pretty well. Oh yeah. Because one word of advice that I was given by, I think, a couple people was that when you go off to airline training, uh, <coughs> grab a couple people, get a good study group going. Because if, if you try and do everything on your own, you, you're not going to – I mean, you're not some necessarily going to fail. It. And, yeah, some, some people can people do, do it, but, but you're going to have a harder time. Right. Because when you're studying, you don't realize – like Kellen, like you said, you don't realize how much you're going to bounce ideas back and forth right. off of each other. And it just – it opens your mind to, to studying more Now, more the one material. thing to uh, that I'd caution everybody about with that is maybe do four people max. Because That's once it, you yes. get too many people together, especially pilots, it becomes story time. <laughs> and then you lose um, productivity very quick and you don't even realize it. Next thing you know, it's like, you know – 2, 3 a.m., you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Have any of this. <laughs> oh, man. Then Vincent's cooking dinner and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We did have some good times, though. Oh, yeah. Even though it did get out of hand with some of our storytelling, uh, it just, you know, we all got, got along really well. So couldn't it, have had we, a better group. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, we really couldn't have. Um, and so when we we came back, then we, we did the... It was kind of a... I think they call it like a systems handoff into flight training or something yeah, where, shift. where you shift. Yeah. <laughs> Acronyms. Um, you take all that information you learn from, from at home and then you apply it. And then we had these, Oh, just ridiculous, uh, windows computers <clears throat> running some like software. Windows that, XP or something oh like 1980 or whatever. And we're, and we're trying to manipulate the, we had different tasks to manipulate the flight management system and to manipulate the audio, the, the uh, autopilot, control panel, the, the autopilot. Overhead, it, everything. Yeah, it was just, oh man, it was, it was not a very great learning it, environment it because you're not, it's like when you take a mouse and you're, it's like if you're doing Microsoft Flight right. Sim, which is fine, but when you're actually trying to right. learn stuff, like, it's it's a little you difficult. You do kind of learn how the systems work, right? But at the same time, it's you're not actually sitting in the what we call you know the paper tiger or whatever the or the cockpit setup and actually doing it, moving stuff and you know right. you're you're using a you know a mouse and a keyboard. That's <laughs> right. Know. Yeah, it was a little challenging, um, but it it did help because while we were doing that course. We'd be studying our flows. Right. I remember we learned this trick from you, Kellen, where you would you'd hang up your paper tiger or the the paper the, sheet, the poster, the thing, poster yeah. with using um, the the at, at any hotel, you know, they'll give you the coat hangers with the little with pant the clips, clips them, for yeah. your pants, and you would hang that up. That's and what like, those clips are for. Yeah, for pants. Oh, oh my! I gosh. actually didn't know that. <laughs> I thought they were for uh, shutting the curtains too. <laughs> That's what I use them for. Holding the curtains shut. That's right. Yeah. I remember walking into your room because we would change off like whose room are we going to study in? And we had a really good hotel with like these kitchenettes. The first hotel was The first. That's right. And we would, uh, some of us would get together and we'd like be cooking meals and stuff. Oh, it was great. It was great. You know, especially on our weekend days, you'd still be studying every night and we'd be cooking, you know, beer in hand, just hanging out, studying. You got iPad in one hand. 
you know, I've got spatula on the other hand. I'm whipping up something. Got index and, cards. Yeah, index cards. Beers. People are shooting questions left and right. It was, oh, was, God. What a great I do miss that time. I, I, do, I do miss it. it. Was, I'm not going to lie. It was so much fun. Oh, good times. And then uh, when that was done, it was weird. I was, I was the the first one in the class to like get through everything because my sim instructor or not sim instructor, my sim partner initially, it changed a bunch of times. And so then the sim partner I ended up with, uh, that person I think had something sick or got sick or something happened. And so then I ended up changing with a sim partner who's in a class ahead of us, actually two classes ahead of us. Right. And so I ended up getting finished first. And I remember, uh, when, those different segments of training like we, we got sent home from those two weeks initially for for systems training and then at that point that was that led up right to christmas and then it was right. like the day after christmas we shipped off back to training and i stayed there from december 26th day after christmas all the way through to check ride well um it wasn't all of us the day after christmas like was it Oh, maybe it was some people, but I was like I think the first. We, it was maybe it was. Yeah. yeah, you're right. No, I'm thinking of something else. Okay. I'm thinking of after shift when they sent a bunch of us home because we had like a couple of weeks before the Sims, right? Or no, the um the FPTs or whatever it was. Right. The so then they kind of people would be trickling back in. Mm-hmm. You never left. I never left, which was it was wild. So I, you know, like everyone else, we went home <clears> for that that home study of systems. The day after Christmas, I come back, and I was there all the way through to the end of January, my, my check right January 29th. And I, you, did you have like a 10-day break? Or no, uh, I well, think Esteban had a 10-day break, I, I can't remember so who did. I had like eight days, okay. I think, or something yeah. crazy like that. Um, but then, yeah, I had, I had something like that. But then when during that time, my original sim partner got sick. Oh, that's right. He got... I think he got COVID or something. I he forget. Might have, yeah. He got sick, but yep. and um, so then I got paired up with a new partner who was I think one class ahead of ours. Okay. Yeah. Um. So then this is going to be an interesting contrast here because Gavin was the first. Right. I was the last person. Oh, well, that's right. You were, weren't you? I was originally supposed to be somewhere in the middle. Yep. But um, I forget what happened. There. I, oh, it was the sim broke couple of times so exactly (laughs) um anyway because of all that that put me back about two weeks or so behind Mm. because of all that which was very very annoying especially during there was i think it was close to a week where i didn't have anything any sim time or anything like that right just Um, a time to get rusty it was and yeah what, we were in st louis what, what was i gonna do it was right you were like because all of the rest of us had kind of finished up right and you were just waiting and yep. you didn't and like we all left because we were all home yeah, at that you point. know what this <laughs> is i don't I'm, I'm not trying to make this sad or dark by any means i'm not this is this is more just uh but yeah my room in the hotel faced the parking lot at the sunset hmm. as well so I'd be sitting up stairs studying or looking over a couple of things. I was actually also looking at places to live out here in Pittsburgh at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be up on my computer doing whatever, and I'd be looking out the window, and I'd just see one and more pairs, like just one by one, and just see people drive off into the sunset. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, um, and there was just more incentive to get done. Right, right. Um, and then when I finally did get done, Big relief. I was like, 
yeah. That <laughs> was, was very nice. God, complete and check right. That was the best feeling ever. Oh, right? it was. That was amazing. I, it, yeah, it, it took a little while to actually set in. Yeah, it definitely did. It and did. I, I think <clears throat> the different, the cool thing about airline training, contrasting to the training you do, you know, for all your ratings earlier is, you know, check rides, whether it's private, instrument, commercial, it's kind of like check ride, check ride, that's it. For airline training, it's it's all these segments. They they call it AQP. Depends on the airline, right? That's ours. True. Ours does the AQP. That's Some right. just still do the old style. That's right. But I think rides, more and more of them are doing the. AQP. I think so, and I like that better. It's cool. It's, it breaks it up. Yeah, yeah, it breaks it up, and it's more training to proficiency to where if right. you know it's not oh like one thing you fail okay sorry you yeah, know it's right. okay you were a little bit out of standards on this we'll work on it again right and. Here you go. Try it one more time. You know, try it again. Great. Now right. you're good to go. Right. Um, so I like that a lot better. It's a little bit more, I don't want to say easier, but it's, <clears throat> I guess it is kind of easier, but sure. it's a lot more, it's a lot less daunting. Right. It's a lot less daunting. That's and the I, way to put it. I feel it. like comparing to some other people I've talked to, there's more support from your right. instructors. Exactly. And it just, because it's a whole curriculum. It's peers, everything. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's. It's more. It's much more structured, broken down, it, and it's a lot easier to digest. That's right. the better word. Right. Absolutely. Good. That's yeah. a better way to put it. And it, it was fun. I mean, training overall, it, it was fun. I, I think the hardest part was our maneuvers validation, in yep. my opinion. Yep. Because um, we had to do the 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 daunted uh, or, or the dreaded V one cut, as we call it, where we get to that. In my last episode, or one of my last episodes, I talked about what V one cuts are, but. Uh, you know, you're getting just prior to your, your speed for takeoff and all of a sudden your engine fails. But at that point, you'd be committed to your takeoff. So you're essentially taking off on one engine. It gets very interesting. And it's one of the harder maneuvers. But it, I honestly it, thought the no flap landing that was, was even harder. harder. That yeah. was so hard. That was harder. Because you're coming in. Normally, we come in at like 130 to 140 yeah. knots. This now one, you're coming in like 190, 190, 190 yeah. something. Oh. And you could only you have tiny margin for, okay, you're descending at more than a thousand feet per minute. Oh, you can't do that. Right. But oh man, now you're not gonna land. Now you're not gonna be in the touchdown zone. So right. it's it's a lot more. Uh, it's it's a lot more difficult to manage. Right. Is it doable? Yeah, obviously. Right. Um, here we are. Here we are. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. That's that's the harder one. That's what I thought. The yeah. V one cuts. I was all freaked out about that at first because I thought, oh man, this is gonna be a like, boom real quick. It's right. not. It's not. You know what was harder just, was in recurrent the V two cut. I never had. I didn't have those. <gasps> oh, that's because you finished early. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You did the next year. Of, yeah, of, oh every, like everybody else in our class. Right. So V one cut. Your engine fails. You're still you're on the ground. ground. So, so it's, you, there's it's no nice. roll inputs. Right. Really. It's and it's nice. You have time. You feel yeah. the yaw. So you put that in, and you have time. Like okay, I need to put make this correction. Keep the plane on the ground a little longer. Right. You can. Right. You, you don't have to take off immediately. Right. So you have a little time to get it squared away. Take off nice and easy. The plane doesn't climb that fast, so you have more time to just make your call-outs and process everything and think. Right. V2 cuts a little bit more. <laughs> oh, crap. We're in the air. Oh, man. Got to roll. <laughs> yep. Got to yaw. Yep. All right. It's more going on. A little gets, bit. Yeah. So I remember the, <laughs> the V2 cut. I, I had a... It was great. My recurrent training. It was, it was a great experience. Um, and I got to do it with the same Czech airman who signed me off for initial operating experience. So that was really cool. And he's a really fun guy. But it was funny because I went first with the V2 cut. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, that was okay. But now I get to see the master do it because this guy's been at the company for years and years. He's a Czech airman. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> and he rolls to like... <laughs> 30 degrees, maybe 40 degrees before correcting. I said, well, I guess mine didn't look so bad. 
It blew my mind that I did this better than a Czech airman. But, oh, man, it, it was great. Our instructor was really chill. I mean, it was no points docked or anything. But, <laughs> gosh, what fun. So you never did the V2 cut. My goodness. Well, no, well yet. Yeah, yeah, right, right. This next year, next year, yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm probably singing a different tune. We'll see. I'll try and get the early one. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, Kellen, I got some questions for you, man. Shoot. Um, you know, just so the listeners know, it's again a lot of my episodes have been all kinds of different topics. Like I had a really fun one about uh, my student again uh, signing them off for for solo. That this the last two episodes were about a kind of behind the scenes look. But anyway, I think one of the the overall questions. That's a good one to ask is, is how did aviation start for you? What, what made you, or, or when did you catch the aviation bug, as we say? Ah, uh, so that's, that's what I answer all the time. I'd say it was about when I was eh, 10 years old or so. I was, um, at school. I was in fourth grade, 10 years old, whatever the appropriate age is for fourth grade. I forget math. Maybe I was a year older. I don't know. <laughs> Regardless. Um, so we had, um... You know, you go to the school library, pick out a book and everything. I'd do the same one with pictures and all that, you know, <laughs> naturally. Um, and uh, the one time the librarian was like, hey, you should uh, pick out something different. Maybe uh, check out this one about airplanes. Now, I'd always been interested. Like, I've always thought it was cool. I never was like, oh, my God. Like, you know. But I always thought it was kind of interesting because I flew quite a bit just, you know, on vacations and stuff growing up. And so I thought, all right. So I actually started looking at that. I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. Um, so then from there, it kind of took off, if you will. <laughs> um, but I started you know, collecting models, um, doing the whole flight sim thing on the computer, all that stuff. And then when I turned 14, or no, when I was 13, my parents signed me up for that discovery flight, you know, that all those mm -hmm. little airports do. Mm -hmm. um, and then I actually got in a small airplane in 172 and... Uh, that's when I was like, okay, this is really cool. I it would be great if I could actually do this for a career. So as, as you were about fourteen when um, it just clicked. So or was that a little later? I actually uh, got some, my parents signed me up for flying lessons for my fourteenth birthday. Okay. So yeah. that's when I started training. Which um, looking back, I may it may I may have waited a little bit until I was sixteen or so because you know you could. What is it? Sixteen years old to solo, and yeah, then seventeen to get your for private. Yep, to get yep. your private. So I mm -hmm. had to wait. Sure. So and doing that through high school, mm -hmm. um, you know, flying maybe once a month if I was lucky, kind of like you're doing now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, um, you, you know, you lose a lot. It's kind of a one step forward, two steps back. I mean, my instructor in the flight school I was at were really great. Mm -hmm. I mean, I lucked out big time. Yeah. Um, but. You know, it's just something to be aware of. Okay, um, if you want to start that young, great, go for it. Just know it's going to be a little bit longer because of those hard um, age requirements right. you have to meet. That's true. Yeah. So you you had started earlier, and there was a little bit of waiting Which, time. Yep. So overall, I mean, <clears throat> would I have done it another way? Because I know I kind of hinted at that before. Honestly, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have. Yeah. But it, you know, that's something I I would have liked to have known. Maybe a little sooner. Now, mm -hmm. granted, I should have just done my research because yeah. that's, you know, I'm not saying, oh, nobody told me. I could have easily found that out myself. But sure, sure. Just for those, you know, who are interested, just, you know, um, learn from, uh, what's, 
Learn from your mistakes? Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a mistake. <laughs> They're not mistakes. Not, not a mistake. Experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep, it's yep, yep. A, I'm imparting wisdom. Yep. <laughs> and then, I mean, there, there's different ways you can go about flight training, right? You Right. Nowadays, you've... you've You've probably seen a lot of articles where a lot of airlines, they're no longer requiring college degrees, right? But Get your college degree. Yeah, it's, it's good, right? It's a good Get backup. So degree. Kellen and I both did the college degree, and, and you know, I don't know if you want to expand on yours a little bit, but essentially it's, it's a college degree that goes in tandem with a flight training program, right? Right. Now, I will say, even though airlines don't require a degree, and even when they did back in the day, however long ago that was... Yeah. Um, <laughs> It didn't necessarily have to be an aviation degree. Right. So you could have a degree in underwater basket weaving. <laughs> Why you would is your prerogative, but, um, <laughs> and, and that would still count. Mm-hmm. So I, I got my degree in uh, aviation mm-hmm. as well. Um, the, um, with the concentration in flying, mm-hmm. um, I did it that way because just, um, why did I do it that way? <laughs> no, I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> so I think that was at least the best thing for me to do because I was, I didn't have to worry as much about all these other subjects that had nothing to do with flying because I knew I wanted to fly. Sure. Um, I knew I wanted to do it. So number one, it's, you just get a lot more um, back, you know, I guess knowledge experience and a bunch of other facets, not just flying the airplane. Like for example, at uh, my school, um, with that degree, you would take courses in aviation, weather, air traffic control, all that kind of stuff, management. So you get a really broad spectrum of mm-hmm. the whole industry, which mm-hmm. I think is a very good idea, especially you know going into it. That way, um, you have a little bit more understanding of how things work, and um, I don't want to say a little more empathy when things go wrong, but you you kind of know what's you have a little bit of a better grasp of what's actually. Um, going on right um, and when it comes to training again you, know, you and i did a very similar program right. different schools but similar program where jumping into it, it it wasn't that we didn't learn anything new it's just that we had a really good foundation right so that it wasn't overwhelming exactly i, I know in a lot of people going you know just just the straight flight school route it can be pretty challenging because yeah. it's a completely um, new they world. They have those whole one, those like what zero to hero in six months. You know, oh, yeah. private to CFI in six months. Yeah. If you could do it, great, go yeah, for it. Absolutely. Um, at that same time, you're you're drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> you don't really have that time to actually digest and process the information and really correlate it um, right. as well as you would if you did a four year program. Right. Um, also. Things to consider with with looking at schools too. Uh, where I went to school, we had an aviation program. It wasn't uh, just a salt like the whole entire university was. Right. Um, so if you wanted to even a minor in something else or study something else, you don't have you have to go on your you know you're good. Yeah. Um, you have plenty of options. Um, and I've had a couple of students, you know, throughout when I was instructing, decide that you know, hey, maybe this this isn't really for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great, for, you know, good for you. Um, it's honestly better to find that out now than, than, than <laughs> you know, later. sooner than later. Um, right. But at the same time, if you go to a place like that, um, that has a ton of other different options, you don't, again, you don't have to transfer. If you, if you want to, great, great go for it. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, it's the same kind of thing. You have a lot more options. And, yeah, I, uh, I like options. Yeah, <laughs> options are good. And, and it's going to a college, it's, it's an opportunity to meet a lot of people, right. make some great friends. Exactly. And I it, like like you were just saying about having more options, I had many friends who changed their majors. Right. They went from engineering to air traffic control or vice versa or something. I mean, they did all kinds of switches, and that's totally fine. You know, yeah, you don't, exactly. Yeah, it's a good idea that, okay, at least by your sophomore and definitely by your junior year, yeah. probably have it figured out. But the first, you know, two to three semesters, you got some I mean, wiggle that's room what, to change. That's honestly what the whole college time is all about, yeah. is finding what you actually want to do, yeah. finding what works. So, and, and at that point, you're taking a lot of general education classes that right. are required anyway. Right. So, and you know, maybe you yeah. find something interesting yeah. there, too. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's um, I'd say... I would recommend the four-year degree. Sure. That's just me. Again, everybody learns differently. Everybody right. has their own style of doing things and whatever works for you. If you find that, great. Stick right. with it. Right. And, you know, another thing is is that's the whole learning aspect and right. opinion of it. The other thing to consider is finances. I mean, right. going to college is expensive to begin with. Let alone. You add flight training on yes. top of that. That is very So now you got expensive. essentially two tuitions hitting you at once. Uh, so those are some things to consider right. is like, you know, it's kind of impossible to go about flight training without any kind of loans or at least some yeah. kind of payback program or, or sign some contract with some company that's going to pay for your training or something. Yep. So it's, it's a lot to weigh too, or, right. you know, you're going to have to make some <clears throat> sacrifices one way or another. The thing is, there's not, there's not a right or wrong way to do it. Right. Which is good, which right. is again, options. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so you, you had mentioned instructing, um, so in terms of building your hours, because everyone, well, not everyone knows, but when you go to get your airline uh, qualifications, to hit your minimums to become an airline pilot, most people are required to have 1,500 hours of flight training. Right. When you do a, a college program like Helen and I did, it's 1,000 hours, yeah, which, is, which is great. The, what is it, 1,250? Yeah, and that depends on your, yeah, yeah, your credit on, hours at right, the university. And yeah. depending on the university and right. if they're FA accredited right. or whatever. Right. So you um, did you did the thousand hour yep. role with your school and then how did you build to those a thousand hours? Uh, I flight instructed the okay. whole time. Yep. So that's what I did too. Um, and with flight instructing, what was the craziest thing? Oh that man, ever I knew this was you? coming. <laughs> well, so it was uh, this had to be October of twenty one. So right before I left, like a month before I left, of course, um, I was flying with a student. It was night. We were doing a lesson, and um, we were doing approaches. It was, uh, I think, yeah, pretty much IMC out there. So um, That's uh, in the clouds, instrument meteorological yep. conditions. Yep. <laughs> IMC. We were doing instrument stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> now whenever I fly at night or evening or really any time, honestly, I always brief the student okay, there's always a possibility of deer or other animals on the runway, at least at a small airport like the one that, that we were training at. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, you know, especially at night, I'd, I'd always preface it with, okay, if we're on the runway or coming into land and we see any of the edge lights flicker, there's something in front of it, we're going around, we're stopping, we're taking all the, you know, all the necessary precautions. Um, usually for night flights, if it's, you know, VFR, if it's not... You know, instrument conditions, we would, I'd have my students just fly over the runway, not super low, but, you know, just enough so you could see, okay, is there any deer here or any other hazards that may be here? Um, well, unfortunately, that wasn't an option just with the weather that day, um, flying over it. So I told my student, I'm like, again, I told her, I'm like, 
if you see any of the runway lights flicker or anything like that or you see a deer or any kind of hazard we'll go around we'll go some, we'll land somewhere else whatever we need to do um so we come in we break out of the clouds you know well above minimums and um <clears throat> i'm looking at my side so the airplane we were in I couldn't see out her side at all. I could only see out my side, just the way that, you know, the airplane was set up and, you know, vice versa. So we land, everything's normal, we're rolling out, and I'm looking out my side, we're about 30 knots or so, and uh, I don't see anything. And I'm thinking, great, cool, we're good. As soon as I think, you know, I never was superstitious <laughs> until I started, you know, all of this. Um, as soon as I, th I had that thought... My student, she screams bloody murder and stands on the brakes. And I just feel a boom. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what was that? She's like, we hit a insert expletive here. <laughs> Dear. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Um, so. Oh, my God. Yep. So um, now put a pin in that for a second. The thing with deer strikes is. On a single-engine propeller airplane, if it hits the propeller or the engine in any sort of capacity, that plane is—I'm not going to say totaled, but there's you're, a you're lot. You're overhauling of, the engine. You are overhauling yeah. the engine. Yep. It is a process. Oh yeah. Um, fortunately, where the deer hit, it only hit the wing. So um, the left wing, right? Because yeah, because you the left couldn't wing, see it. Because okay, I couldn't see anything. Right, you're sitting um, in the right seat. <laughs> so. Um, Fortunately, was not an accident, just based on that, mm -hmm. um, based on the damage of the airplane, which is good, because you don't really want an accident on your record. Mm -hmm. um, so, just to kind of give a little background there. Um, but anyway, so we get the airplane off the runway, stop, shut down. I didn't see the deer at all on the runway, even after we hit it. Wow. It must um, have run off, I guess. It didn't. Oh. Based on well, the wing... I don't want to get too graphic, but the wing kind of hit its neck, so it was not running anywhere. Oh, no. Jeez. Oh, um, so, oh, um, so we, um, and of course, my student and I were the only two at the airport. It was late at night. It was late said, at right? night, right. Um, yeah. and so nobody was over there. So yeah. Now, here's, you know how you said, oh, this would only happen to you? Um, <laughs> here's another part of the story that's the same way. Before, so the reason we were out so late was there we had a flight instructor meeting um, before our um, before the um, that flight for that lesson, um, which ran pretty long and all that. The big topic of uh, conversation in that meeting was wildlife avoidance. Oh no, kidding! So <laughs> I get off the we get off the runway, we get everything figured out, and I call the chief instructor. I said, hey. I know you probably, you really don't want to hear this right now, but we just hit a deer. <laughs> right after that meeting. <laughs> right, after the, right after that meeting. Oh, exactly. Oh. Um, so, long story short, um, with that, we had a whole entourage of people at the airport now. <laughs> so, um, the airport manager came out, a couple of, you know, the line workers came out. Uh, the um, local police had to come out just because it was technically on their campus. Okay, yep. As well as the state highway patrol. They came out huh. to get a statement and everything. Oh, wow. Um, so there was a lot of people at that airport. And then, of course, there were people who just heard through the grapevine what happened. So they were coming here like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Um, so that was, uh, that was an interesting night. I got home probably, I got home after midnight. 
Um, when, had, when did the incident happen? It was at like 10.30 or so. It was a good hour and a half night, plus. For at your, least, yeah. Wow. Um, so that I had, of course, I had students the next morning. I texted them. I was like, hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll... I forget if I... I, I, you know, I think I, I was straight up. I said, I had this deer strike last night, just got home now, or, you know, at midnight. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to make it in in the morning. Yeah. Um, or, like, you know, the early right. morning ones. Right, right. Um, I did come in the next day and, you know, worked. And That's good. That's that was good. Uh, on, uh, during my exit interview um, before I left. <laughs> One of the things they were like, Hey, even after you hit that deer, you came in and, you know, you weren't all like, oh my God, I hit a deer. You came in and, uh, I don't say I had a smile on my face, like, I hit a deer, but, you know, <laughs> came in and, you know, just continued as normal. Yeah. Um, so. I think it helped that it was, considering hitting a right. deer, that was pretty minor, right? Right. It, it, compared to how it could have gone. That thing was big. That, yeah. from what they were saying, the uh, airport manager came up, you know, during that whole ordeal. And he was like, you guys are lucky. That thing was, I think it was like somewhere between 180 and 200 pounds. That's that a big deal. Big. It was uh, a four-point buck, so it didn't have okay. the, you know, huge antlers. but Buck nonetheless. Yeah. It, was, it was big. And we were lucky it happened when it did. Because right. if we were going faster, mm-hmm. it would have been bad. Right. If we had tried to, if we had seen it before and tried to... Um, go around and it would have hit us before we got up because we were that airplane we were in does not climb yeah we were in we were in a piper and those things do not is it a warrior it is an arrow an arrow okay those things are heavy they do not right they're heavy with the same cessna engine yeah the same 360 um, yep that thing that thing does not climb well right so had we have seen it at the last second to try to go around and hit it Kind yeah. of while we were still in the air, that would have been really bad. Oh, so um, I think all things considered, I mean, I think everything went um, as well as it could have. Yeah, I'll I think I, so. I definitely think we made the right decisions um, with the scenario we were given in that um, yeah. in that situation. No kidding! Wow, that's but a great. That, that's got to be the craziest. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And now that you're obviously flying the airlines, we're flying some Embraer jets. What's the best memory you've had so far flying flying these jets? You know, where you've gone from a like you said, flying an arrow, hitting a deer. It's a it's a little well, well, uh, you know, two thousand pound plane compared to now we're flying eighty thousand pound well, jets. You know, on that subject too. At least I can finally say I went bow hunting. I hit a deer with an arrow. <laughs> you went arrow hunting. I, it's funny. I uh, I flew with a captain once. He was pretty big into hunting. So uh, you know we were you know shooting the breeze when we were just cruising and. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> He go, I said, he's talking about hunting deer and stuff. I said, I, I got a deer with an arrow once. And he goes, really? It was a crossbow? What was it? I said, no, it was a piper. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I got a good laugh out of that one. But, um, <laughs> That's great. Ah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah. What, what would yours be? What would you say yours is? Maybe giving me something to build on. I don't know. I mean, just tonight, so funny. Like, just after, or, yeah, before Kellen picked me up, it, there's this thing that happens, you know, for me being on reserve, uh, like you mentioned earlier, do I fly that often? No. <laughs> Would I like to fly more? Yes. Um, but there, there's always this thing where in airlines, like you have these these pairings, these trips, which, you know, whether they're two, three, four, maybe just a one day, um, it, there's kind of this running joke that the go home leg, the last leg, you know, the, the leg that you're getting home now on the last day is when something happens. 
And so just on this last trip, you know, we're, we're leaving New York Kennedy uh, on the way to, to Pittsburgh and just a bunch of stuff happens. First of all, we had a delay for our, our pushback and then all of a sudden we had one thing pop up. We had to run checklists. We had to exit the runway and try again, get back in the queue. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Luckily, we did manage to pretty much arrive on time, which was surprising. Uh, but it, it's, I don't know. In terms of any other crazy stories, Honestly, not not so much crazy stories, but just uh, one of my my favorite things is is how different a flight can be in a good way, uh, depending on the captain you fly with. Yes, hundred percent. Is whether or not they're talkative. You know, you have these great conversations, or or just weird conversations, yeah. or or you just you think to yourself, you're like, oh, this guy's really weird. Uh, but but I mean, I've I've talked to people who have said. They've flown with captains that they never want to fly with again, right? Or these people I never want to work with again. I've never, I've, knock on wood, yeah, I've been lucky that I, I have never had that experience. There's yeah, some people where I've been like, well, oh, that was different or that was interesting. But I, right. I've just overall had such a good experience flying with different people and, and just chatting with different stories. And uh, the, the Czech airman <clears throat> who, who signed me off. Uh, for initial operating experience, I I'll never forget. He just he has all these great jokes and stories to tell, and and then I got to go back and and do recurrent training with him, and and even though it's weird, this this three day trip that I just came back from, and now I'm I'm here with you, Kellen. Uh, it's interesting because I'm kind of on the cycle. I'd get called like maybe once, maybe twice a month right now, and so I wasn't really expecting to get called. And so this is a three day trip ending in Pittsburgh, and now starting tomorrow. It's a two-day trip starting in Boston, <laughs> which is just like, ah, really? But luckily, the first leg, is, as I've discussed in previous episodes, was a deadhead, so I'm sitting as a passenger. Uh, so i got to go back to Kennedy tomorrow. You know? <clears throat> well, at least uh, I won't take that flight from Boston. I'll just go directly from Pittsburgh. But anyway, just to, to kind of you know compare what, what you were saying, it's like, yeah, I, I've just had some really great experiences with different captains. Right. And I, there's been nothing extreme. Oh, well, I will say... You know, you hit a deer, which is, that's, that's extreme, right? Yeah. Uh, we we're, so. we're coming into Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina, which is a oh, beautiful little area. Have you flown into Hilton Head yet? No, not yet. Oh, it's awesome. It's this, it's 5,000 foot runway. Apparently it's a little even shorter than Key West. It's yep. the shortest runway we fly to. And I, I remember turning base. You can see the runway. I, you know, I think we were on a right base. So I'm, I'm, I'm flying. It's, it's off to my right. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, what? We're landing there? No way. Like it, it's the the whole sight picture, it is so whack. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no way we're putting this jet on that piece of pavement. No way. And there's there's trees all around, so it's just this strip of pavement sticking out in the middle of trees next to the beautiful water. And I just thought, oh my god, are you kidding me? So I line up and final, and and my approach was great. And I, I surprised myself because this was earlier on, um, so I was still a little fresher to the jet. Um, but I, I made sure to plant it right away, you know, kind of aircraft carrier style, just put it down so that land you can get authority. the break, land with authority, get the braking early on. And I remember I, I kicked the reversers on. So we're still doing probably a hundred knots and all of a sudden a flock of barn swallows just right in front of us. But as you know, reverses are out. We're not going around. No, it's also swallows. You know, it's, yeah. it's no big deal. Um, <laughs> but I, but it was a lot of them. And I just remember hearing a couple, like a couple oh, of no. thuds off the nose. I'm like, oh no. But you know, we're committed to the landing. So that's all I'm focused on. We're slowing down and we get off. And, and on my post-flight walk around, 
I remember looking at the nose and there were no dents because they're these little tiny swallows. <clears throat> I saw some bird guts up on the oh. on the nose cone area. I was like, oh man. So that was one of the crazier things that I think happened to me. But it, again, comparing to what things have happened to people, you know, whether it's major system malfunctions, I mean, knock on wood, I've, I've been pretty lucky so far. And again, you know, comparing, because Kellen, you, when you got off of training, you got a line right away. I've talked I about had this. four in, days of reserve. Four days of reserve. Yeah, just to finish off the month that right. I had OE. Right. To contrast, we've been in the same class, been working at the same layer line the whole time. I'm still on reserve. <laughs> Kellen's been holding the line the whole darn time. Yep. Luck of the draw. And the funny thing is like, oh, you know, Pittsburgh might be fun. I got a cousin out there. Man, I should have, this apartment, I could have bunked up with Kellen. I would have been holding the line. an extra room. Did the room I'm staying on tonight. Exactly. But no. No, I'm still in reserve. But hey, you know, it is what it is. What can I say? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think I would have been senior to you anyway, so you coming here would have been fine with me too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So now, you know, you're here in Pittsburgh. You settled in this new place because um, you grew up in the Philly area, yep. right? Well, outside. I kind of grew up everywhere, but okay. mostly in the Philly area. Okay. So you're not too far from your parents. Right. Well, I mean, across the state a little bit, but. Yeah, the drive kind of. Sucks, not, but, not, not the most fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the one thing, too, about me basing in Boston is I'm just over an hour and a half drive from my parents. It's like an hour drive to yeah. my girlfriend's parents. It's it's That's the reason why I did right. Boston. If I lived in Pittsburgh, that's like a five-hour drive to visit <clears throat> On a good parents. day. On a, yeah. yeah. On a good day, which yeah. it rarely is when you're, when you're on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Yeah. So that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, We're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> um, but now, you know, you're chilling. You're, you're yeah. here. So what are your... Your goals now, are you thinking about moving on to another airline, maybe upgrade as a captain, um, or just hang out where you are right now? Honestly, based on how this past summer has been, and just my friends who have recently upgraded said, mm-hmm. I'm kind of dragging my feet on that a little bit. Sure. Plus, I've only had about a year sure. here right. under my belt. I haven't seen a lot, like, like yeah. besides hitting a deer, but not even here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I honestly haven't seen a ton of, you know, system malfunctions. I'm glad. Right. But... Um, you know, I'd rather have a little bit more experience to draw from when I am a captain and I right. am make the one who's actually making the decisions and whose name is on the line right. and, right. Um, you know, the PIC. Sure. I'd like to have as much experience as I can. Now, will, that, will I say I'm going to be a 10-year FO? No. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, just based on how it's been, I, I'm dragging my feet on the upgrade a little bit. At the same time, um, based on just what the other airlines are doing with, their minimums how a lot of them are um reducing them a little bit and how they're hiring a lot more Mm -hmm. um i would i wouldn't i wouldn't pass up that opportunity either so if i get an opportunity to go elsewhere Mm -hmm. um i'm I'm gonna try um at the same time am i gonna want to commute no but that's kind of the one thing that sucks about the pit base is uh yeah we're the only we're airline the only with a Pittsburgh well, there, there's one other but i right, don't but really want to go there yeah um, yeah there's not a lot in pittsburgh there's yeah exactly the, the remnants of u.s airways <laughs> yep and that's basically us yeah that's basically <laughs> that us. Is yep. us so yep. um if i didn't want to so i'd either have to a commute or b move right i don't really want to move right this is great this is a great great setup and i've got you know a bunch of friends around here too sure so it would be it probably be option b commuting right um so or a whatever i said before <laughs> whatever the options <laughs> um, so you know I'm, I'm just trying to take the time and figure it out now i'm in no huge rush to either jump into the captain's seat or right. jump ship and that's what's really interesting about even some people in our class i mean 
half of them have already left anyway. Yeah. But they always but send seeing, the picture in the group chat yeah, and yeah, put like, an X right, over X. everyone who left. <laughs> That's right. But seeing classes come in after us, I mean, how people are in and out. Of yeah, like three it's months, a revolving door. It's like, oh my god, it's crazy. This and, has never happened before. Yeah, and we've been around for pushing a year and a half now, and and I kind of I have the same sentiment as you. It's like I'm I'm just hanging out for now. You know, I'm just gonna right. see how things go. I got I got other opportunities eventually, but I'm not. I'm not pressing like a lot of people are. I mean, we're younger. Right. Why push it? You know, if, if things are going well, why, said, why jump ship? If I could go to my uh, career, you know, my end goal. Sure. Now when I'm 26 and have 30, what is it, 39 years math? I don't know. Yeah, 39. 39, yep. 38 years there. Yeah. Great. Yeah, sure. Cause that's, Absolutely. That's the only bummer about airlines. That. Everything's based on seniority. Right. Which, so you uh, have the seniority and then... That's you don't have to move it. You don't have to worry about right. um, making another change, another transition, which right. is nice. Which right. I would like that luxury very much. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, what about you? What well, would you say your like I said I, for me or, at least know, after this? Yeah, the fact just like you're saying with with being in the Pittsburgh base, you know, you live here now, you base here. When you picked me up, that was like a 10, 15 minute drive, yep. I and mean, that's awesome. Uh, my drive's a little farther, but I, I still I still can drive into Boston no problem. Uh, and so for me, my quality of life is really dependent on the fact that I live in base. You know that I don't commute, and I just don't want to commute. I knew when I signed up for this career, I did not want to commute if I could avoid it. The only reason I'd be commuting is if my base closed, <laughs> right? Which happened to, to people, <laughs> unfortunately, at other bases in the past. But so I, I think you know it airlines that might have the boston base i'll probably go towards um but uh, for now i'm just gonna hang around we'll see if i last into the summer but yeah. i'm keeping the doors open you know right. there's a lot of opportunities out there so um I'm, exactly. I'm not gonna i'm not gonna worry about it that's the thing is i'm just gonna kind of go with the flow you know yep. and, and not worry about it at all and <laughs> upgrade uh it's not gonna happen anytime soon because of the hours that i'm lacking right. because i've been sitting on reserve the whole time so I've probably flown half, maybe a third of the hours you've flown yep. at the same time we've been at the same airline. But, uh, but again, that's okay. You know, it's still I'm still getting really good experience. Right. I'm, I'm it's still all getting about fly. the experience. And yeah, I I'm, I don't know how many people I speak for, but I'm sure I speak for a number of people. My big thing is quality of life. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If that's that's really the you know what you come home to is your quality of life. Right. If you're miserable. You're not going to have fun. Mm-hmm. That's why, I mean, you see people all the time in this industry who just complain and just, yep. just complain about every little thing, and or <laughs> who have no sense of humor about anything. Like, granted, the people on guard piss me off, but um, people making animal sounds and whatever on guard. Someone who was playing music the other day that was obnoxious. I heard music the other yeah. day too. Yep, but um. You didn't fly the other day. <laughs> I did. This three-day trip. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. I know, I know. It's rare. It's rare. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but for the most part, you just got to have a sense of humor about things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, if if all you do is complain and just let every little thing get to you, mm-hmm. you're going to be miserable. And you're also going to make the people around you miserable. Right. So just honestly, the way I think about it is, this is the job I've always wanted since I was 10 years old. You're flying an 80,000-pound jet. Yep. You get to look out a window. Exactly. It's you, beautiful. It's, you know what's funny? Back in the day, you know, the teachers would be like, oh, no one's going to pay you to stay out a window. That's what our job is. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I think that's... <laughs> I, I, 
I don't know. I beg to differ. Yep. But, I, I've um, explained this in past episodes. Like it never gets old where, you know, I got my hands on the controls and we're bombing down the runway. We're going 120 knots and you just pull back. And, you're like, and you just, you're like, yup, yeah. I am putting this jet in the air. It's yep. the coolest feeling ever, it right? Is. It's, it, it never gets old. I, I've, I, and I say that to people and they're like, oh, it'll get old. Or like, you know, we'll, we'll be flying up the Hudson River. It hasn't yet. It ha- yeah, it hasn't yet. I'm sure parts of it will be, but it will get old. But I, just flying up the Hudson or, or doing dif- different approaches in different right. airports, the, the River Visual into DC, the, the, the Park Visual into LaGuardia. Park Visual into LaGuardia, the, uh, the Harbor Visual into Portland. I mean, oh, there's yeah. all these airports <clears throat> that just, oh, it's so much fun. And, and you know, the takeoff and landings, it's a lot of fun. Sometimes in crews, it can get a little boring, but hopefully you've, you've got a crew, right. you know, a captain that you're flying with that's fun. That's the thing, too. You get like, to chat. Like you know? were saying with the captains and stuff, I've noticed. I've kind of personality-wise become a little bit more of a chameleon flying with captains because everybody's so different, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I just try and get along with everyone. That's yeah. the thing. Whatever you, your thoughts or beliefs are on whatever is your prerogative. Leave it in the hotel. Sure. Yeah. Leave it in the hotel. Leave it at home. Mm-hmm. You're flying the airplane. Just have a good time. Enjoy it and get along with who you're, whoever you're there with. Because if you know if it hits the fan. They're going to be the one who you're working with. Right. And if you can't just get along with them when it's all smooth sailing. Right. You know, that may be an issue. Yeah. Um, another thing, like like you were saying, is, um, you know, sometimes you have these captains who have been here for a while. Yep. Listen. Ask them. Have them tell you stories and listen to it. You know? Mm-hmm. It's... I know a lot, some people be like, oh, you know, boomer, whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it's interesting to hear how stuff was done back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, I, I always experience. think, yeah, exactly. A lot of experience. Just listen. I mean, you don't have to agree with anything, but just sure. at least, at least just, you know, take the information and do what you will with it. Yeah. But still at least listen. You yeah. don't have to agree. You don't have to, you know, yeah. um, practice what like if they're saying, you know, oh, Screw the SOPs, dude. This, that, and the other thing. Right. No, 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 not quite. No. No. <laughs> but at the same time, if they're you know telling stories and just things that they learned over the years, take it in. Mm-hmm. Take it in, and uh, you're gonna learn something. Consider it at least. Yeah. Exactly, learn right. something. Exactly. Yeah. That's the best way to. Uh, that's the best way to put it. That's what's so humbling about this job. Right? You, you learn something new yeah. every day, and that and exactly. I think a lot of people. Well, not a lot, but some people will kind of oversee that or forget it that. It's a very humbling experience to fly a jet. You're going to learn something new, yeah. whether it's a flying technique or an operational thing, a, a new trick to the book <laughs> or something, a shortcut or you know, some better way to streamline the process. You're going to learn something new. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's what's just so fun about it. And, and like you said, you, know, you fly with different people, whether they've been, they're, they're seasoned, they've been at the airline for a long time, you're right. going to pick something up for them. And that's what's just so awesome about this and job. Never gets old. That part never gets old. This job, one of my one of my friends told me a week or so ago, he's like, this is, is a social tool, this job. Yeah. It really is if you use it right. If you're, oh, yeah. If you're one of the people on a long overnight who just kind of slam clicks, you know, slams the door, clicks it shut, yep. you're not going to have as much fun as if, right. now, granted, if you're in, you know, the middle of nowhere and there's nothing to do. <laughs> Okay, Kellen's referring fair. to, you know, you get to the hotel and you, you slam and click the door and you don't hear him until you report the next day. Right. So, yeah. It's... Now, obviously, they're the short ones that, yeah, you do that. You, you do that anyway. You don't have but, time. Um, yeah. Yeah. But if you're, you know, at a fun place and have time there, mm-hmm. see if anyone wants to go out and do things. Don't, you know, go ballistic or anything, <laughs> but have fun. Yeah. Have absolutely. fun. I've had some great overnights where I've hung out with the crews and 
really good overnight in Toronto where I went out with uh, the crew. We, we took a, a, there was like this little tour boat around the, the lake up there and you get a good view of the, of the city. I had one of my most memorable overnights was in Lexington, Kentucky. Mm, yeah. And that's a fun the one. whole crew, we went out, we, you know, a lot of these cities now have those little uh, scooters that you can rent. And mm-hmm. we zipped around the town, and we, we went to a really cool brewery, and they had a bowling alley there, and I, oh, we just had a blast. And, and those moments are what makes it so fun. Right. That, you know, you, and then you go back to work, and you're like, you're, you're buddy-buddy with these people. Yeah, you're like, and then oh, by I'm the going end to, of the trip, you know. They're it's, your friends. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of the dream team. You know, if something happens, you're like, you got the rhythm down. You're yep. like, you got your, um, what's it called? Your feng shui? Your, yeah, your, yeah. Feng shui? Is yeah. that the right word? Or, yeah. Symbiotic? No, yeah, I don't know. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's something like that. But <laughs> yeah, you no. got your, um, you know what you're doing. You know right. how. You know the cadence of how everybody right. works. You know what generally to expect. Right. It makes it so much better, so much easier. Oh yeah. The last question I got for you, Kellen, and we'll we'll wrap things All up right. here. So for for the aspiring airline pilots and and future <clears throat> aviators, what advice would you give to them to inspire them to achieve their goals? Ooh, that's a good, there's so much. I know. I mean, there's so many different things you could say. Um, the big thing is you're going to have setbacks. It will happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. It, you're not going, it's not going to be a straight line up to, you know, success. There's going to be peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. Just learn from it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a setback, whatever it is, um, whether it's just a little minor thing or something major, it's all about how you play the hand you're dealt. Mm. So whatever ha- ends up happening, as long as you could take it in stride and come out stronger and better from it, mm-hmm. you should have no problem getting to where you want to be. Mm. Just don't let it, don't let it defeat you. Mm. Like, it, cause I'm sure I've had my setbacks, sure. plenty of them. I'm sure you have oh, had yeah. too. Yeah. Who hasn't? It's never going to go um, perfectly. No, yeah. it never does. And nor is any flight. Yeah. <laughs> right. Honestly. Right. But, um, <clears throat> I think that's my best advice is as long as you want to do it, there's not going to be any stopping you, honestly. Just take everything in stride. Mm. Learn from it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to hit plateaus in learning. You're going to hit deer. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, try not to. Well, yeah. You don't want to. (laughs) Try not to. But either way, yeah. Exactly. Like you said, the plateaus in learning. Mm -hmm. I've I've had plenty of those myself. I've had students who've been in the same situation. Sure. Um, Try, you know, focusing on... Uh, I'm trying to think how to say this. Learning plateaus. Let's say you're working on short field landings or whatever, mm-hmm. and you just you're having tr- you just can't get it for whatever reason. Work on something else for a little bit. Right. Change it up. Do some you know slow flights, some stalls, some you know other things, um, and then come back to that once you, um, I guess get a little bit more comfortable with that is is that the best way is that a good way to say it sure i mean Um, kind of think like putting in terms of being a student whether it's in elementary or high school or something if if you got a homework assignment that that is tripping you up you know change gears do your other subjects exactly come back it's the same thing right Right. exactly you could apply this to so many outlooks on life that it's it's never going to come easy it's never going to be perfect you know what i've noticed too there's so many things from this job from this um not even only the job but just from the whole experience of just the training the learning all that stuff you could apply so many things to 
an incredible amount of other aspects of life oh, yeah. that have nothing to do with airplanes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nothing at all. So yeah. it's, it's crazy. It, I, I, I'm at a loss of words to be honest with that, yeah. how, to, how to describe it. But no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I've, I, a good friend of mine from high school, he and I have had some great conversations about comparing our careers. Right. He works on boats. It's like, it's not planes, but there's so many similarities. Right. And, and I know there's like the aeronautical versus nautical things, but, but then even aside, like the whole psychological uh, side of things, there's just so much to kind of compare with life exactly that we we had a lot of these shared experiences because he's a boat captain you know i've been a flight instructor you know i've been in this position of authority yeah. and, and we've compared like being in that position of authority what it means and it's a humbling experience it and is we've absolutely. talked about things like that and it's it yeah exactly like um, you said there's there's a lot of similarities in life uh within aviation and there's there's more to it than just flying, too. Yeah. There's so many aspects. To Here, here's another thing, too, that I want to say as well. Um, and I learned this way later than I should have. or <laughs> you know, I wish I learned this a lot earlier than I did. Use your resources. Mm. Whether it's at your flight school or your airline or wherever, mm -hmm. There's you have plenty of resources at your disposal. Don't be afraid to, you know, if, if you're having trouble with something, say, hey, what do I do? What's mm -hmm. going on? Because... When you're flying, if you don't understand something, if you don't say anything, that mm -hmm. could be a problem. That could mm -hmm. be a big, that could lead to uh, some pretty uh, mm -hmm. bad stuff. So it's the same idea. If, if you're struggling with any kind of uh, issue, whether it's in training or anything, use your resources. Reach out. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Yeah, reach out to your friends, mm -hmm. people who, who you know, who are mentors, um, you know, people in the same area who have gone through that maybe. Mm -hmm. um, Use your resources. Don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. Sure. Um, I, because that, that'll make, that could mean the difference. That can make, you know, all the difference, honestly, of um, whether you succeed or not. Right. And, and to help you kind of overcome some right. of those, exactly. those, those plateaus. Yeah. Or whatever I don't want to say whether you succeed or not. That sounds kind of wrong. Yeah, no, no, but I, I but you, you know what I mean, though. Um, yeah. like, you, like you said with the plateaus and whatnot, um, that can make the all the difference right there. And I've, I've actually had people reach out to me on Instagram or emails or thing. I don't know yeah. these people and they reach out for advice. And I, I absolutely love giving people advice me and too. helping them through. It's, it's, it's really satisfying to know that, that I can make, even if it's just difference in, in one person's life. Mm -hmm. And I, and I love going by there's these word of words of advice that my mother gave me, uh, when I was early on, you know, back in high school, trying to figure out a career is whatever you do, Gavin, just be happy in what you're doing and make a difference. Right. And that make a difference thing, I mean, obviously I'm really happy with what I'm doing, but yeah. that, that make a difference thing is really key for me. And the way that I like to make a difference is help other people. Right. I love the job because I get to fly a big jet and, and get to travel all over <laughs> and it's fun. But I also get to meet a lot of people and I get to help people achieve their dreams. And, and that's, I mean, there's, there's rewarding aspects of, of being an airline pilot, but especially as a flight instructor too, when you sign a student off to solo, you know, you get them to pass their check ride. I mean, you're, you're helping them along their way. Right. You're helping them achieve their goals. And then you and see, you see them learning. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's the most fulfilling thing exactly. ever. It's, it's so amazing. And, and I think that's my favorite part of aviation that I didn't realize early on. Right. Is that there's just there's so much human interaction. There's, there's a human aspect to it where you're going to build really good relationships, and you're going to get to work with all kinds of people, all walks of life. There's so much diversity everywhere, 
and it's just it's beautiful <laughs> it's this beautiful it like all-encompassing thing that aviation it is, is. absolutely yeah. and it's a it's a tight-knit community oh it's so small it's so tight-knit and small yeah it's it really is like like we i don't think anyone maybe there were a couple people who knew each other in our class like well, one or two i knew well, i knew nick going in okay we went to the same, the same school. school right but other than that like not we didn't all know each other but we right. all had connections like we all right. knew someone who knew someone right which it's, is which is crazy it's wild it's like we're from all over the east coast mostly and like oh yeah, yeah i know this guy who, for, who are from much further away oh what yeah wasn't one guy from like california or yeah. something yeah they're all over california it's, someone, it's, someone was from where el salvador oh yeah yeah that's crazy yeah so it's and again like i was saying about the diversity is like people come from all over yep. and, and you all you it's weird because would you ever find anything in common with this person if it wasn't for aviation no, no. Hey, you know it's funny speaking <laughs> on that here if you're ever out and uh you know you see a group of people probably about four or five people who look like they would have absolutely nothing to do with each other they're probably a flight crew out on an overnight <laughs> probably that's a great point yeah because yeah other than their work you know why are they hanging out but <laughs> but because of that you, you get to make some pretty cool relationships and oh, yeah. meet people and and Absolutely. you know, I, I don't stay in contact with all the crews. It's, it's very rare that I'm actually staying in contact with crews that I fly with. But at least in passing, you know, you might get right. assigned to fly with them again, or or you see them in the airports, and it's you know, it's it's really cool. You get to say hi to them again. And or when you actually hold a line, you get to fly with them multiple times. I'll let you know how that goes whenever I get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe another year, right? <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, Kellen, thank you so much. Thanks again for coming yeah, on the show. Thank you for uh, having me. Oh yeah, thank it's it's been a blast reliving these training days oh, man. and. And learning, me. learning how aviation started for you, how you got the bug, and and thanks again for letting me crash at of your course. place. Like I of said course. earlier, Kellen's got this this sweet apartment, and it's what ten to fifteen minutes away from the airport. From the yeah, airport, which is great to contrast my drive of thirty five <laughs> miles from Logan Airport, and I have to deal with the Mass Pike for forty five minutes. Oh. Uh, and that's on the shorter side if I'm lucky. So I, I definitely envy how how close you live to work. So that's pretty awesome. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And also just a reminder that on my website, pilotgavin.com, each podcast page, you can actually leave your comments on the discussion board there. So I'd love to see some feedback, questions, or or ideas for future episodes. So please leave a comment. I'd, I'd love to see it there. But that concludes this episode of Cleared for Takeoff. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back next Friday. And until then, as always, fly safe. 